So I am interested in you and your story and the fires. So I want to know, like, what... I think we talked about it a little bit, but what was your experience from, like, the storm, the tropical storm, till the first point at which you got out of Lahaina? Oh, it's it was it was an interesting day. It was really like you know, there's no service, no power, no nothing. It was super windy, so we were just kind of sitting at home. And I just remember being like really bored at the house. Yeah. So you know, I'm sitting there, and then the wind starts picking up. And so actually, before the fire started, most of our roof was actually blown off. Really? That's, that's how strong the fire was. Like like big pieces of plywood, like plywood like the size of this. All the shingles, just yeah, off. everything, on, so like just, even the plyboard, like you the could plywood, see just the flying on, yeah, what? you can see the sky, yeah, that's right. Haley said, like you could see the roof. sky, yeah. Jacob's roof, your just roof, came like, off. like the whole, like roof. you could, you could, like it was, it was completely off, like, oh like my, do you all the shingles the, and everything. Do you know what the wind speed was? Wind speed was like sixty to seventy. So just sure. just that, like in the in terms yeah. of the disaster, so most people's that's already a natural disaster. Yeah, they were getting their wind. Their the, the wind was getting their the roofs blown off. That's like mainland. That's like tornado type stuff. Yeah. So that's already exactly. like grounds for like we need to get. We need help. Yeah. yeah. It was it was crazy. But you know, usually when we have a hurricane and stuff happens like that, they just don't do anything about it. Right. So I was cruising at home. It's about twelve, and I remember calling up Nixon, like, "Yo." And that was weird. It was the only phone call I could get through that day. It was two, actually two phone calls I could get through. Mm. The other one I'll talk talk about in a bit. But when um, I called Nixon up, I'm like, dude, what are you doing like right now? Like I'm super bored at the house. Like I want you, like let's go do something. He's like, oh, he was working, um, he was working uh, housekeeping. So he's like, oh, I'm just finishing up a job. So I'll be there soon. I'll come pick you up soon. Yeah. And you know, thinking about it, like. When I so I, I just was like okay he's not gonna come, so I laid down, went to sleep and I remember waking up hearing people screaming like I, I could hear my mom and my dad like yelling. Holy and I shit! I was like what hap- What's going on? And I look up, and I see this black smoke just coming down the mountain towards our house and I'm like, that's not good. So I remember having, literally like we had to get our, we had animals in the house. Yeah, what, so, what, like pets, dogs, and uh, stuff? we had some cats. So we had to gotcha. get the cats downstairs. And when I dogs. when I went back upstairs, there was like two minutes for me to grab whatever I could. Right. And all I could think about was grabbing my backpack and my computer because I have music on there because I make music. Yeah. So I was like, I can't let that like lose yeah. that. Grab that quick. So I yeah. remember grabbing my stuff and getting ready to go downstairs. And the only other person in the house was my dad. And he's sitting, like, he's just standing there rummaging through his bag, like, just standing still rummaging through his bag. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? We got to get out of here. Like, we need to go now, like, right now. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 just go down. I can't find my keys. Like, just, it, it was just complete shock. And I was wow. like, no, we need to go now. Like, I'm not going to leave this house without you. Get your ass downstairs. Like, hurry up. And so eventually he, he's like, oh, I found the keys. And he goes downstairs. And by that time, it seemed like the house right above us was on fire, which is only tw- like maybe 10 yards from our house. Wow. So it's, it's above us, maybe about on a, like a seven feet above, and then it drops in, into our driveway. Yeah. And then there's our house. And I remember going as I, like, as I grabbed my dad and I was telling him go downstairs, the house was already filled up with smoke. So I was almost about to collapse in the house. Like I could see my vision just going Jeez, tunnel, just tunnel like vision. carbon monoxide. Yeah, I was just like, blows. And I had a bandana on, a face, uh, a paintball mask on, on, and I was like, "Dude, this is crazy." So, when I, did you grab the 
mask? When were you like, I need to put this on? Oh, and like, that was the first thing I did. I just got dressed. I was like, I was like, okay, what do I need to put on? And I was like, okay, fire protection. I want like long sleeve. So the smoke was in your house at that point. Yeah, smoke was already there. As soon as you were, okay. And all the windows were closed. So how it, like it filled the house up like within 30 seconds. It was crazy. And so I remember going um, like almost blacking out. So I remember grabbing my bandana and just yanking it off. And I was like, and I started coughing too because I was just inhaling everything. So I ran downstairs Damn. and I was, and I as soon as I opened the door outside, it felt like like three three just Tongan dudes jumped on my back. Like the it was so hot, the weight of it was just like I almost collapsed again outside. The weight of the the, the smog? like it was just the heat and, and the, the heat. yeah yeah it was crazy. Wow. And so I remember looking wow. up and just feeling it. So I run to the car, turn on the car, and. Um, <clears throat> We go, and as we're driving out, I'm seeing cars blow up right next to my car, like houses blow up, the propane tanks were exploding. Cars um, blow up, so the, the gas tanks Yeah, ignited. like cars were like on fire, and I'm driving by them like three feet away from my car. Jesus. And then um, I remember I was following my mom, and she took a wrong turn. And so I tailed her as hard as I could, and I said, no, you guys stay on my ass and follow me out of here, because I knew yeah. the back roads. So we were going, and we went to where Kahoma Stream was, and it was me in front. Um, my mom was behind us in in her van, and then my dad was behind us in the truck. So it was three of us in a row. Mm-hmm. And I remember just getting out there, and there was traffic getting out. So we're just sitting still. And I'm looking all around, and I'm seeing, like, the way the wind was blowing, you're getting ash from the houses above us flying and hitting the car. So, like, balls of ash, like, the size of baseballs are, like, hitting the car. Jeez. Like, it's raining ash. It's, like, I'm, like, dude, this is, like, revelation type stuff. This is, like, the end of the world. This is judgment day, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, what is going on? And you're a family that goes to church yeah. regularly. Yeah. So- I'm very, I believe in God. Won't stop. Like, that. So, yeah. I, I remember I was in the car, and we're sitting there, and I'm looking at this fire, and I'm looking at how it's coming. And I, I remember just being so, like... I knew I was going to die. Really? Right, right where I was at, yeah. You knew? I was like, dude, it felt so real. So I remember you, trying... You had to, did you, what was that? You, you like, accepted it? You're like, I'm going to die. Yeah, so what happened is, is I was there, and I was trying to call everybody. I was trying to call everyone, like my mom, my dad, my brother. Nothing would get through. So I sat there, and I kind of sat back in my, in my, in my uh, driver's seat, and I was like, wow, I'm going to die alone. Like, I won't be able to talk to anybody. I won't be able to get out and, you know, say anything. And then I looked up, I remember looking up at God and I said a prayer and then I was like, okay, take me if you want. Right. And that didn't happen. So, so as we, you know, we're, we're going out, we're going out, we eventually make it out about maybe, it was like, dude, it was crazy. It was like maybe 20 minutes yeah. in that line. And then we finally make it out of Lahaina and we decided to take back roads uh, from Lahaina all the way to the Marriott, like above, above Kaanapali. So we're going right. to the Marriott. That's where our rendezvous point is. We're going to meet at the Marriott parking yeah. lot. So we eventually get there. Me and my mom get there. And I'm, I look and I'm like, where's dad? And she's like, he was right behind us. I don't know where he's at. And I was like, okay. So I remember walking up to the road and just sitting there for about 45 minutes. And I was like waiting for him to come. Because I knew there was traffic and everything. Yeah. And then uh, Damn. my mom was like, you know. I didn't see him yet. I looked at her and I said, okay. Made sure they were situated. And I said, I'm going back in. So the fire's still going on. So I took my car and went back on those dirt roads and I 
just drove right into the fire. And I remember being like, I remember the last place we were at and I drove to that road and seeing that road just completely engulfed in flames. I was like, Jesus, dude, this is the last place I saw my dad. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, he's dead. So I remember going because we couldn't call. So I remember getting there, driving back, telling my mom, I don't know where he's at. I'm going back in again. And then I remember going right back in and I was looking everywhere. Couldn't find him. So I remember meeting up with her and, and I was like, dude, dad's like, I don't know where he's at. Yeah. He's not, you know, nobody's, you can't call anything. So what I hadn't realized is that the cops that were there had separated us. So they made him go a different way. Right. So we went further up north and he went um, back Kahului way um, over the poly. That's where the cops like directed him. Yeah. Damn. So he was okay and everything. And I was like, you know, we eventually made it out through a whole series of just you know we continue to run i remember sleeping at the marriott till what was it like from 12 i fell asleep at night and then i woke up at three marcus woke me up oh yeah he marcus. was like he was banging on my window our black friend like he reached yeah our black friend my my you know he saves <laughs> <my friend. laughs> and uh he he was like my window was like open a little bit cracked and he was reaching in like pounding my chest we need to get up we need to get up the fire's above us and he's and i was like the fire's above marriott like on a poly area and he's like yeah follow me we're going to my house so he took a, he took me and my family to his house and a bunch of other people from the marriott to his house and we all slept there so i remember staying awake just kind of lying down for about an hour and my mom's looking at the fire and watching it kind of get closer as you know this looks like it's getting brighter so she's like, we should, I, I looked at her and I was like, we should go around the, the, the head. We should go up north around the head to Wailuku side. Right. She's like, okay. And I was like, we need to beat the traffic. Like my car was at empty, dude. So I, I did that drive on empty. And I remember finally getting around and seeing the whole mountain on fire on this side. Like, like, you know, uh. What was it? Was it Pukalani was on fire? Oh, Haiku was man. on fire. Kihei was on fire. And I was like, dude, this is the end of the world. What is going on? Yeah. And um, yeah, that's basically, crazy. Yeah. You, you saw everything. You saw yeah. all the fires. Yeah, that was nuts. Like, But coming around the mountain and seeing the whole mountain on fire on this side, I was like, okay, what is going on? Like, I was like, it's the end of the world. Damn, already. dude. And so we finally, you know. Long story short, we got re reconnected with my when my dad uh, found him. He was in Kings okay, parking I was lot. Ask where, yeah, and is that where y'all first went? He went straight to yeah. the church. He went straight to the church. Kings straight parking to lot. praying. Yeah, and uh, that's where we found him. Top G, and yeah, and then I realized he, he like, was probably like, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 I'm no not go sorry for it. to interrupt. It's just <laughs> I feel like your dad. There was either two things when you saw him there. He was like, Oh yeah, I knew you guys were okay. Or he was like, oh, I'm so happy. Well, he's probably like, I'm happy to see you. But it was like, he was either worried or he was just like, oh, I'm sure. He know. gave me an embrace. And then I told him, you know, I went back in the fire twice to come for you. And yeah. he was like, like, he was like, why would you do that kind of thing? Yeah. Like, you're stupid. He's like, I raised you smarter yeah. than that. Dude, I was Leave driving me the Honda die. Civic and I was drifting on those back roads. Like, intentionally, like, I was going so fast. I was like, just driving. It. And then I remember just whipping it, like, catching. It was, it wasn't fun, but it was like, I was playing, like, Youngest Daughter by Superhaven. It's a really good rock song. Oh, yeah. But I was just like, just, you know. Go, going to Wailuku, you mean? That no, no, no. Dude, In the back row, looking for oh, my dad. for your dad. Yeah. I played that and dude, played Kanye badass. West, God Did. <laughs> that's badass, <laughs> yeah. dude. Or Praise God. It was, I don't know what it was. It was like some hype song. Damn. And so, 
But yeah, I realized you can make like a movie out of this story. It would be cool. That would be a cool movie. Just wait till you hear Marcus's Marcus's story is a movie. It is a movie. Disney could buy that and like they'd make oh, Michael yeah. B. Jordan be Marcus. Yeah. Or any black well, actor. Uh, is there, they all look the same. Sam Keep going Jackson. though. I, I feel like there was more you were gonna say. Oh, oh. Um I rem- I realized like only like two weeks ago, I realized this that if Nixon had picked me up that day, my family would have all died. Because my mom didn't know how to drive those back roads. And my dad was in shock. Like, and so I was like, I'm convinced that my family would have all died if Nixon had come to pick me up. And if Nixon had picked me up, we would have been on Front Street at Haleakawa. And that's where, and Front Street is where it got hit. And 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 why didn't he come pick you up? He just, he, he, time didn't work out and then he couldn't call me. And I remember too, like right before I was getting out, the only other phone call I made because I made only two phone calls that day. One was to Nixon, and the only other phone call that connected was to Jason. Damn. And I told Jason he, he was probably like Who's getting, Jason. Uh, he's our, he's the producer friend that I was talking oh, about gotcha, a little, gotcha. you know, before the podcast. And I called him up, and he he lives in 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 his room. You can't see outside, like up the mountain. So he was he would have gotten whacked by that fire and not even know. And I told him I was like, "Yo, you need to look outside right now. You need to see it." You need to get your stuff and leave the house as soon as possible. You're going to get hit by this fire. And he's like, what? what? And he, he had enough time to grab what he needed, like his, you know. So I was happy that Damn. I was able to. Did his, did he's he got he, some nuts videos on his phone, dude. Yeah. Oh, I burned like the, the roof. Too. He's got his yeah. roof. So, he, he, so because he got to save some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. he saved his computer that has all the music on it, which yeah, dude, that dude has like 400 dude. stuff on there. And um, yeah, so. That was crazy Damn. though, like coming into the realization of like, yo, my family could have died if I if Nixon had picked me up. You seem like a man of action. Like when shit hits the fan, you it seems like you just you take action. Is yeah. That, do you identify with that? Yeah, I don't wanna sit around. You don't like, wanna sit around and are you are you gonna pray or are you are you just like I'm gonna act with faith kind of a thing? I don't okay. Or are you just like, I have to act or else I can't take it? This, I don't um, align with a lot of Christians in this way. They sit around and pray. That's all they do. And they wait. I pray as I'm doing it. I'd rather go do something, Mm. pray, and get stuff done. You know? I'm a believer that faith is in action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people will will sit around and pray their whole life, but if you don't take action, you're not going to get nothing. You know? Very interesting. So I would rather just pray, put on the armor, and then go, just do it. So what was your mindset? Like, so you said you thought you were going to die, and or you accepted that. You were like, I'm going to die. And then what happened after that? Did did you realize that you weren't, or did you just accept that you, you were going to die, and you just took decisions out of abandon? You just didn't care. You're just like, I'm invincible. Whatever, I'll die. I don't care. Did you be, did you get that god kind of complex where you're like fuck everything, put the music on, fucking whipping yeah. around the back roads through the flames, like put on just the going to hell, know. just yeah. fucking like just curving going. around, your tires are on fire, like I think Jacob from as my friend from outside looking in, I think you're when you say you so you're like I'm gonna die, I think you were just reaffirming how your faith is. You're a man of action, your faith is action, so you're like okay. 
it's not my say what happens to me. So I accept that this is a real possibility and actually probably happening now. And I will then move forward. Mm. Yeah. Whatever happens will happen. But I'm going to move forward and I will not, not abandon like action. I will not abandon family and friends. I will not abandon faith. Right. I That's was how like I see it. so ready. Like because the how close it was. And I saw people drop. Like I got videos on my phone of like people like aftermath of the fire. Mm. Dude, it's crazy. Mm. Like wow. completely toasted. You saw people die. Mm-hmm. I saw people just drop, and then you. And these are you people know. where they were just standing on, in Lahaina on Front Street. Yeah, or they were in Lahaina. Like they were walking we were around up Lahaina Luna, like running from the fire and stuff. Like I see people like next to their houses, and the house it goes on fire. It was like what the. And they dropped because the, I the, the heat. smog. There's the a lot of carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. But no oxygen. Yeah. I think to answer your question, moving forward from it, the I think what made it so easy for me to just help and go back into Lahaina every day, nonstop, sometimes twice a day to do the supplies and everything, because I had accepted that I died and I lost everything, it felt like step I was stepping into a new life. Hmm. It was it's it's so weird to to kind of explain it, but it was like I walked through a doorway where like there was nothing holding me back. You, like it was a new mentality. You almost had yeah. an ego death. Yeah, yeah it was um, like there like was. When, you ever hear of ayahuasca? No, no. It's a Amazonian um, ritual that um, makes you release tons of DMT. It's an herb, and people say they have an ego death. It literally feels like you're dying, and it's, some people have a terrible reaction. But afterwards, people feel like they're reborn. Because they've had this ego death where they no longer are a slave to this voice in their head and they're just acting out of a greater awareness and yeah. consciousness. So you, it seems that you had like this ego death. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I, I definitely, it definitely felt like you know, I was just stepping into this new, like, I just didn't care. Mm. I just didn't care. Like, I wanted to help others, but I didn't care about myself. So, yeah. like, out of all of those donations, only the specific ones, which were, like, so little. Like, so certain people are like, hey, this is just for you. I would take it. But everything else, like, we raised, the group that we had raised close to, like, what, 22000 yeah. I was going to say. 20, yeah. yeah, we. That's badass, And we dude. just spent it all. Well, so let's go into that. Like, so, I don't think people listening really can understand. So, you lost everything. You almost died. You almost lost family members. Oh, I did. You did. You did lose family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Auntie, right? I had an auntie that that she got toasted in the driveway. Oh my! God. Oh yeah, I have so many friends that I knew and like people that were so close to my family that died. Wow. We knew one of our friends. She was actually out of her house and running from the fire, and she decided to turn around and go back in the house. And a lot of people think that she did that so the family could identify her body because she knew that she was going to die. And then wow. we have did um. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, we have we have we just have a good friend that uh, her father decided not to leave. He was not like teeth te- teeth and nail like to pull him off. He stayed, and they left because it was getting to the point where they had to leave, and he would not leave, and so he passed. Yeah, stayed in the house. Wow. And so your your auntie was it um, your mom or dad side? Oh, my dad's side. All my all so the family here sister. is my dad's side. My dad, or one of my aunties, so my, my dad, is, she's like a relative of ours. But everything here, you, you know, the older than you, out of respect, you call him auntie, you know? Right, right. So I had two, one was my mom's really good friend. 
that was like she was basically blood to us because she was always around of course yeah. r.i.p auntie tony and then uh my other one was um her name was donna and she died in her driveway like i remember the hearing like that people went to the driveway and said get in the car and she was like no i'm not doing it so she just yeah wow it's crazy and to think that, on a like a little segue or a tangent, to think that people, for whatever reason, could be shock, fear, uh, maybe even like uh, excitement and exhilaration to know that like some people believe, oh, when they die, they're going to be in paradise. But to think that my thought is people were willing to not leave because some of these older aunties and uncles, they know how hard it is to start over. And it'd be, it'd be better if I just stayed. For whatever, I don't know what they're actually thinking, but I think people stayed because they're like, why, everything's gone. I think why most would... people just didn't think it would be bad. Very possible. Because I was talking with people that were staying, and they were like, y'all are just overreacting. And he, the one guy I talked to, he's like, I'm just going to wait until all of you get out of here because you're hogging up the roads and... In, in his mind, it was just a silly little thing. Like, ah, oh, it's so silly. Two hours later, it's... I hope he got out of it. I don't know, but uh, it's all gone. Like, no one knew. Just people had instincts. Intuition, that that was it. That's all you could go off of. Mm-hmm. But, like... Because there was no alarm. There was nothing. Like, it crazy. It, it does sound, sound like the people who stayed, It's they stayed out of stubborn stubbornness they did the only there's the top row of houses underneath the bypass the only reason that they like survived is because people were stubborn they flooded their houses mm-hmm. and stood outside with the freaking water hose yeah. dude that's where that's uh, crazy that's where roy and now that is crazy. yeah that's that's and not an understanding of la- how hot these fires last can get. last night roy was telling me he i watched a 10 minute video it's kind of sad it two really days ago sad. of lahaina so i got to see 10 minutes of like the destroyed Lahaina and he I hadn't seen I have not seen Roy since the whole thing so I saw him last night and he goes he starts telling me a story dude it was like an hour and a half remember when you guys there yeah, I was yeah, talking you were to talking him. to him for dude, longer than an hour and a half his whole story and people were saying that he was here he's like no 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 because what happened is on the bottom part of Lahaina Luna where there's like 30 40 houses you're saying they were flooded their houses just like that one um, that one uh, Filipino uh, uh, cousin mm-hmm. and the uncle they were like helping down there, I think we're the little. We have to walk through the park to get to that bottom part. You know, there's that like it looks like the county mill. Like mm-hmm. it's got that warehouse. There was a truck on fire, and then there's a tree about to catch on fire, and then there's another trash can on fire, and then it's like, well, okay, but the fire's way down there, and it's just these random things on fire, and they were trying to like wet down trees and wet down things and houses so that from a truck to a trash can doesn't the embers and these things don't catch everything on fire and his cousin was like what drove by come with me he was like no i'm staying you go he was like all right i'm staying and he goes no 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 don't take this away from me because if you fucking die and i make it alive i could not even look at your father like i could never fucking <laughs> look at your fucking dad like fucking truly if you stayed because i'm staying he goes you go and he goes okay cool i'll stay then <laughs> but yeah it was crazy people were doing that man they they were stopping said tankers went by three tankers went by stop look at what they're doing and left he said finally one tanker stopped and they're like please and then they fucking finally three tankers had to go by and one finally fucking stopped to douse it so 
it was all those those all those community members that stopped it from burning the rest even of the Hawaiian homes. Yeah, burning those fucking They houses. stood outside with their wa- with their hoses and they just stood there spraying. Dousing yards. Dude, people that live here are very stubborn. I wish I could have done that in my house. I think maybe it stems from having to fight for your home and having yeah. to work yeah. so hard losing the land all the time losing yeah. the land and it's like I'll be damned if a fire is going to take my land yeah so so anyways so what was your go, to go back to your kind of like mindset after so you felt like so you got out of the fires you lost people you loved ones wow let's wait for that that's great so you you lost loved ones you got out of the fire (laughs) and the next day you you're going back in to help yeah so your mindset is i died i literally i lost everything and i did not care who i was i didn't care what i was gonna like do all i knew is i was gonna make a difference yeah and it's almost like you had a personality death Oh, it was crazy too. Like, I, people couldn't handle me because I was making jokes about the fire. Hell yeah, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. Like, like I was like one. I was like, dude, when I was young, I had this auntie who would come in the room all the time, like living room, and she would like just give all my cousins dirty lick, and she beat the shit out of them. She'd come in with a slipper and just lick everybody. <laughs> and and they would, they would, and the the kids like, like they're like, hey, we're gonna call Auntie Donna. We're gonna call her. And the kids, no, 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 don't call Auntie Donna. Start crying. And she come in, hey, who's not listening, huh? And come in and just beat the shit out of them. And I think some of my cousins all created a prayer circle and prayed a little too hard for her to stop. Because that's why they found her in her driveway. Yeah, you see the look on his face, dude? Yeah. Like, let's see where the camera goes all the time. The look at my face is like, I'm going to hell. People, <laughs> people were literally like, why are you saying this? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like showing them pictures of my cat yeah. like that died. And I'm like, dude, look at this. Yeah, and I was like, look at my triceps in that picture, dude. Those are so cool. Like, they could not handle it. I think, because Tim and I, when I first saw Tim... So you got out of Lahaina the day it happened. Yeah. So we were, I was stuck for a few days. And so Tim comes over to where I'm at and we're immediately making jokes. And I think there's like, when you, when you go through that kind of trauma, you have to do something to lighten the load. Oh yeah. Make light of it. You can't cross, you can't, you can't take it seriously for that long. Like in order to survive, we talked about this in another podcast, the play podcast. You have to have a playful attitude, otherwise you're going to be stubborn and not think of solutions, and you're not going to move forward. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a coping mechanism, but it's also for survival to yeah. be able to laugh at not a people dying, but laugh at the you know, the fact that we're darkness. all okay right now. It it, it happened. It was only. A four or five hours it happened and now everything's done yeah we're fine now we're alive there are people that are dead we can't save them the ones who are needing to be saved will try and save them but like let's move forward from here let's let's have a few jokes about it yeah but, it was crazy dude people were like dude you gotta stop you have yeah. to like i was like why like, <laughs> did you lose your house no you didn't shut the fuck up like I, you know well it's easier I to joke all i want yeah, yeah i could joke all i want i lost everything it's easier yeah. to traverse ground that is familiar 
right, explored territory than it is unexplored. And so amidst right. this horrendous disaster in the darkness, it's like, all right, I, Jacob's saying, I know I'm going to go help and make a difference. I don't give a fuck, yeah. right? But how do you do mm -hmm. it? So he has plans. He's a man of action. He, he's like, all right, we're going to do this, but it's still unexplored territory. So how mm -hmm. do you put the pathway in front of you so it's easier to see to the next step? Oh, you just make it make jokes about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I know this. This is laugh. This is fun. Yeah. I know this world. And then it's easier to step yeah. forward. And the next thing you know, you're helping people. And people were so confused yeah. while we were up there in line yeah. or two passing out stuff. Like, we're just having fun. We're laughing and everything. And I was like, these people don't know that we lost everything. Because yeah. I remember the day. So it was the day of the fire. And then the day after, I was kind of reassessing. And then the next day after that, that's when we started. Like, I went right in. And I was among the first people wow. to go back. Yeah, they were still fires on. Hundred like, percent, dude. You were the first. And You're the only person I heard of. Yeah, and so it was. It was weird. It was a weird mentality. I remember seeing my friends for the first time the day after, and we all thought each other had died. Wow. And we were like, Yeah, you're alive. Oh my god. I remember showing up like the the third day. Or it was the first day, kind of like. But I remember going back in, and we. I was with my friend Nick. He's in. He he left us. He's in Texas now. So it's what white people do. They leave. Thank you, thank you, Nicholas. No, no, no he's a good friend. Nah, nah, really, good what's solid. his full name? Nicholas Roland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicholas Roland. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking run no, away. he's a dude. He was solid. He was yeah, solid. He yeah, he's a tattoo artist. He did yeah, all of these tattoos. Yeah, he did like all. Of, he did that oh, one too. Dude, yeah. All your yeah. shitty tattoos. <laughs> dude, that's a fucking love tic tac you too, toe, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Memento Mori. Dude. No, I didn't. He didn't do that one. Nah, Nick. I was actually. I was actually complimenting Jake. Up on his tattoos yeah, he's like, this dude, this, he's like, like those are sick. Like, I was like, what are you a fucking nerd? Like, <laughs> for, for our listeners and our viewership, uh, the tic tac toe tattoo that Nicholas did on you, Jacob, who won that? Is that you or Nick? Nick won it. So, so I had, this is I had the white man prevailing yeah. on I, your skin again. I, I had three meetings. <laughs> I had three meetings. I was like, well, if I win, sometimes you win in life. Yeah. If I lose, sometimes you lose. And yeah. if it was yeah. you lost a, everything. I, I did. House, I did lose. I should cat. not have gotten that tattoo. I should not have gotten that tattoo. Yeah, you lost your aunt. You lost a lot of yeah, things. I don't know, man. Yeah. My car got stolen before the fire, and I finally yeah. fixed it up, and then that that's gone. But that's interesting. You said that about helping and the humor, because I felt the same way. Like. Because I felt like I was doing things to, like, help people, like, getting someone out of their house. And then, like, it felt like when you're, like, you're doing things to help, nothing else matters. Like, no. you're mm -hmm. helping. Yeah. That, you, it's almost like an ego boost. You're just, like, I can joke about whatever the fuck I want because I'm helping. Yeah. And I lost everything. I'm helping. Uh, I am, I am the, the lady in the Bible who had a penny and gave it away. Yeah, you know, real. like I, I'm giving away, I'm giving something, and I have nothing, and from that state or that stance, you sort of feel really powerful. It, it was the most you feel you you feel infinite because you're yeah. giving out of nothing, and it's like everything's just funny from that point. You're just like, what, what is life like? Yeah. We're like wh it's all a joke. And I'm already stupid as is. Yeah. So that like just made my my retard. Well, you're actually completely. a lot smarter than. Yeah. You're really smart, actually. Oh really? Yeah. Oh hey. No, I can tell by. Dude, time. I don't know. Any, <laughs> I don't know any Filipinos that are smart. <laughs> I don't know any smart Filipinos. I know it's crazy. I'm all minority. It's like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I I only can do math half the time because I'm only half Asian. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, right. So sometimes I'm really good at calculating the price of well, things at the grocery store. Aren't Filipinos already half Asian, half? 
No, they. Spanish. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, white guy. I get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was like it was the so most. So you're only a quarter Asian, really. It was. <laughs> quarter Asian. It was the biggest, like, it, it, it was the biggest sense of purpose that I've ever had in my life. It was a different right. sense of purpose. Mm. Mm. I remember that, like, mm. it was, it was a, it was a higher calling. Yeah. And once you step into that, it was like, whoa. Yeah, dude, you're a divine call to adventure. And I mm. remember, like, I remember not even wanting to take the charge on it. I did not want to lead anything. But I remember people, we wake up in the morning, they ask me, okay, what's the plan today? Yeah. And it was like, and you're like it why was like I, they had just ushered that in. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm doing this. And they're like, okay, we'll follow you. You were literally called to adventure. It was crazy. And that's what happens. And, and I, then you, yeah. you, in every hero's journey, you're called and you have the... You have the point where you question what should I go yeah, or should yeah. you have to choose Holy to go. Shit, yeah. It was it was you're crazy. Just yeah. like Frodo. Yeah, that's I was literally <laughs> gonna say just that. like Frodo. Do it in the, because yeah. they went to go do this to just take like Harry this. Potter. Yeah. You get the letter in the mail and he was, yeah. you have to choose. Like Frodo was told, like, just go to Rivendale and just take it. And then from there it was like and then Sam's like, What are you doing? He's like, I've gotta Yeah, and then like, they no had one this else whole wanted adventure. to do it. And it was just like he was like, okay. Frodo's short, I'm short. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. it's crazy. He's you Asian. Both got you're Harry Asian. Hobbit feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. not the first person to say that. You yeah, yeah. Well, I get Harry Hobbit Frodo feet. likes uh, pussy. You like pussy. Dude, yeah. well, actually, we have very similar feet. We probably have some Dude, genetics. I don't have that hairy feet. We probably came from the same balls at one point. Wow. Yeah. You're Filipino, too? You know what's crazy? <laughs> like, every human came from the same pair of balls at one point. Yeah, and every hand you've touched has had a dick in it. Oh, hell Female yeah. or male. Think yeah. about it. Had a dick in it. Every, every mouth has had a. No, every hand you've touched. Yeah, well, when you kiss your girlfriend, just remember your dick yeah. was on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you are you. You have a girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Whatever your name is. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't listen. She doesn't. Oh, nice. But just she's a real she female. Is. Just in case she is. Yeah. She's got some nice tits. <laughs> Does she really show us? You have a picture. Dude, stop showing us the picture of that. Yeah, oh, that's, <laughs> that's just no, for the Spotify. I never see a picture. Like, the people, the people on like, dude, uh, you're a decent person. I wouldn't would either. Never, I would show everyone pictures. Well, uh, if she if she gave me permission, I would. But I uh, that why uh, I would never become an OnlyFans boyfriend. That's yeah, just it's degrading. Yeah. It's degrading. Yeah, an no, OnlyFans permission. boyfriend. Yeah, permission. like 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 you give your girl permission to show everything to the world. No, what the f- no. Oh, no. I would never do that. I, I, would, anyway. I would give my mom permission. I, I disagree. I disagree. Okay, well, you're a hippie. Yeah. Are you a hippie? No. Oh, well, I've been called a hipster close. before. Whatever that means. <laughs> well, that's just because you have, like... I've been called a hipster. It's because your hair's cut all the time. I like, coffee. Yeah. You go to a coffee shop. <laughs> he sounds like... He's talking like he wears a fedora. Yeah. I've actually been called that time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> I've been called that time <laughs> to time. <laughs> herb to herb. I drink coffee with Quima. <laughs> Dude, um, but like, I remember like the day, like, we finally made it back into Lahaina. I felt so accomplished. And I remember wanting to go to Nixon's house. So, me and Nicholas, we went to Nixon's house. And we knocked on the door, and his mom saw us, but didn't tell Nixon that I was there. So, Nixon went downstairs, and he turned the corner, and he was like, like, just the look on his face. He was like, I thought you were dead, bro. And he started like freaking out. And it was like, it was oh, so man. cool. It, like, it was cool. like, wow, you guys really appreciate, and you know. Nixon's good people. Yeah, he is. You but really I appreciate re- me? Like, you, like, what was it you really appreciate? What? 
You said you people really appreciate. Like, like they, they really appreciated me. Like, you realize who really cared yeah, about you. Yeah, you realize they ca- Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I remember, dude, if they listen to this podcast, fuck you for this attitude, you know? But I remember there was a, there, like, I was back in Lahaina and we were writing. I'm not going to mention names because, you know, pe- everybody, all my friends, like, everybody knows who, we're, who I'm talking about. I'm a kind of popular guy, you know? Yeah. People kind of know. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I remember going back in and telling them hey i want to go to this spot because i have a friend that's missing and we need to look for this friend that's missing and we got in a whole argument yelling at each other about wanting to go there or not because they wanted to go back to the house and see if their clothes are all right yeah that was the kind of stuff we had to battle with it was people it was selfish people wanting to go back to the house check on the clothes so that's that's the crazy thing dude there was so much hardship even once you made it in enough hardship getting through the boundaries and then when you're in there people creating drama people creating all of this issues yeah. because they were selfish we also yeah. lost argentinian friends as well like oh w- w- really yeah just without saying names like we lost more people yeah no we gotta go do this and it's like no we realize everybody has got something and why it'd be yeah. more important but like the 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 goal and purpose what you were doing was helping getting people. stuff and helping people and i, I had kicked right. people out of the girl I, I did not work with people because you're helping people i mean i'm helping people you're helping yourself right i don't want any part of that i'm not helping myself i'm helping people so when you have these people who like actually get in arguments about Wanting to go to your house to check for clothes. Your house is still up. Yeah. I lost it all. I'm here trying to save a friend that's missing. Right. And I can't believe that that was an issue. You know? The perspective, like... It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. But, But then, you know... I feel like it was just... You really learn how how people are. In a time of crisis, you learn how they operate, what's going on yeah deep down i had people want to join the group and then tell me like oh we're, we're gonna tell our corporation that you were that you wanted to collab with us like no this is all my stuff like this is my donation money that i got i'm spending it all on people in lahaina why do you want to join the group and take credit for it like people really wanted to do that like dming me it's crazy wow. yeah like hey we heard you've been doing all this like for a couple weeks like we want to do some stuff with you we're just gonna brand it as our group. Our group name. Just put a sticker on your car. No, I'm not gonna do that. It was great. Wow, yeah, dude. people just wanted to come in, take it, and I remember Nixon looked at me one time, dude. Guy, for all the listeners out there, Nixon is a solid dude. Nixon's a solid dude. He's also single. So if you're female and you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> Nixon's balls have been untouched. I, he, I, <laughs> untouched. No, he keeps them clean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He keeps them clean. So just guys. Let's mainly go. gals, mainly gals. Focus on that. But he looked at me and he's like, "Dude, let's go." You know, within a month, nobody's gonna even like everybody knows who we are right now. We had random people coming up to us on the street. Hey, I saw you on Instagram. You know, you're a hero. I had people I've yeah. never even met. Hey, I know who you are. You're mm. amazing. You're you're a hero. And he's like, "Dude, in a month, maybe maybe a month and a half, nobody's gonna even know who we are." And I was like, mm. you know, I know that that's going to happen, but I don't care. That's okay. And I had a conversation with him. you're not doing it. Yeah, it wasn't for me. The, the clout. You're doing it because you want to help people. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like la- having a conversation last night with him. And I was saying, I was like, dude, remember, remember when everyone was calling us heroes? Do you remember when everybody was telling us 
like all of these like crazy things and everybody knew who we were he's like yeah dude and i was like you know now that they don't even have a clue who we are and they forgot everything we probably like everybody's probably forgotten everything we've done i was like i would still go through that a million times over to do and feel the purpose that we had in right. those first two weeks well and there's this saying that life supports that which supports life and so in a real way, I, I believe when you when you support life, when you help other people, you get this like universal energy that flows through you and you feel it. It's better than drugs, dude. It feels incredible. And it's profound. So you so you went through the hero's journey. You had the call to adventure. You took it. Did you meet a mentor? No. Was someone helping you? Uh well there were there were a lot of people helping me, but nobody was really like feeding into me from an upwards position if that makes sense no like one was speaking guiding you. yeah except for maybe god god was definitely i mean i was praying a lot yeah. i was like it was definitely a moment where like we had to but most of our most of the the friends that were out there i hope i can i'm going to i'm going to re i'm going to i'm going to say the names of the people that were really helpful it was it was definitely um it was nixon nick roland uh tim 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 he's on the podcast right next to me this guy's awesome Mm. Yeah, he did. He did. Agreed. A lot. Um, Agreed. James. 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 What's his James, last name? Dude, I don't James know. is solid. Nick Stout. We stayed in his house. He had like a whole refugee camp in his house. Um, wow. David. I don't know his last name. We call him Asian David. Because yeah. his name is David and he's Asian. Um, who, who else? We, Aisha. Was, Aisha. Aisha's really solid. Aisha. Mm. Genevieve helped out too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest biggest helps to me it's gonna be hard to say but one of the biggest helps for me was kua kua ola emsley man she was amazing she she was definitely the biggest help in this whole this whole two months yeah Mm. um and then the uh i'd like to say the um background people that they were helping but not directly involved yeah um, people from Haleakava because they had a oh, donation yeah. center 100% we were right. the first night the first day I went and helped Jacob we set up right before we go into the cacao farm right there by the gate and Haleakava was making deliveries to the hubs and then they had more stuff and the hubs wouldn't take it they just dropped all their shit off we got free stuff from the uh, free, we got donations from the church and stuff that Jacob had bought with donations, shout out, background people, all the people that donated. We had seven Everyone. trucks. We had the, eight the, trucks. The amount of people that got that came together to help is yeah. beautiful. In our group alone, just that. Yeah. We had people making spam musubis. Um, yeah. uh, three hundred plus spam musubis. Yeah, we had Holy like shit. Then we had the people from the Japanese media. Yeah, Japanese uh, media. Uh, shout out, Kegel. Yeah. We had Simon. Yeah. We had. Uh, the group that Simon was with, dude, uh, Peace Wind Japan, Yuri, dude, it was crazy. Wow. Um, and what was it? Uh, Peace. What was the Peace Wins Japan? Peace Wins. Peace. Peace. Peace Wins. Peace. Peace Wins Japan. <laughs> well, you're starting you another war. Peace Wiener Japan. <laughs> dude, Peace Wins came through, and still to this moment, if Jacob called them, they would come. They told bring, me that they would bring set up on the ground. A hub. They said they, they would said, do whatever. This is our. We're the A team. We have a B team right now on standby in Japan. And you give us a call if there's a if there's something uh, uh, an issue that is too big for you to handle. You call us. We have medicine. We have supplies. Oh we have a God, team, and yeah. we'll send them over for you. Dude, I was like, that's what? Fucking badass. I was like, dude. dude, yeah. So like in this moment, like I didn't even want to lead. I wanted to feel sad, but I, I like I still haven't cried tears for that whole time. And it's, day, it's healthy to, to cry. Day. Yeah, but like, do you, dude, do you it, like you need 
to do that? One hundred percent. There was so it? much. There was so much that went down even after, like personal things. I think that's the beauty. People uh, that the, I had to let go of. The beauty and the dr- and the dramatic irony of of yeah. man, of men. They, yeah. They can turn off their emotional center and help. And they should. Like that's what men should do. Men should definitely feel emotions, but they should know when to feel them. Right. We don't need a culture of men crying. And, and whining and complaining. Yeah, no and fag shit. If well, nobody agrees with what I'm saying, I, I'll stand by that. You know? I agree with that. We don't need that. We don't need a culture of women crying, whining, or complaining either. The women are supposed to back the men. Because, because... They don't believe that, though. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this, this is a whole other conversation, but I think it's a modern world where women and men are crying, whining, and complaining. And it, in a non-modern world, both genders were much more... I would say emotionally intelligent. And I think emotional intelligence is about understanding the full spectrum of emotions and knowing how to navigate. So if you're feeling depressed, you know how to feel better. Not whine and complain where you are, but to move up into a place of gratitude, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But it takes time. And, but, uh, but you have to feel emotions. There's no, you, you are always feeling an emotion. Even if it's just dullness, even that's still an emotion. Boredom, you know, apathy. Like, mm-hmm. I think apathy is one of the worst feelings in the world. Oh, dude, I you'd, hate you'd rather be crying than feeling that. Yeah, yeah. But so, so you feel like you still need to process some emotions. Definitely. I mean, just with, there's a lot of things that happen even after the fire. Yeah. And before the fire, like a week before the fire, I had a friend who killed himself. He That's went. Right, he went dude. missing for four days, and then he killed himself. Dude, I'm sorry. And so that was that was oh. like. And I remember seeing him a week before he did that, and being like, "Hey, man, we need to hang out. We got to talk. I haven't seen you in a while." And so that was hard. And then the fire. And then after the fire, I had a lot of personal things that I needed to get get through and take care of, and that was a hard thing too. Do you want to talk about like those? Uh, it was it was just things with. You don't um, have to. I had I had somebody that was really keeping me strong in that moment through the fire and even after the fire. And then I had to kind of let her go. Mm. Um, we we didn't push each other away. We just saw that there were differences that we wouldn't look over with each other. Right. I would definitely go back to her if if we both. I mean, I'm willing. I'm, I want to try and make it work, but I don't think it would. But mm. you know, there's always hope in every situation. I would love for it to make to you know make it work. Definitely. But the thing is, is she she's she was a real woman, man. She she's literally called me and she said she she basically kind of gave me this lecture about how she knows that i have feelings too and that whatever i feel she's gonna back me up through the whole thing never That's, have i had a woman I just tell me that goosebumps chicken skin and she said i will yeah. i will hold your hand Texas, and i will walk yeah. with you through it the whole way dude. and i was like so dude that's a good one yeah she yeah. was a keeper so that was that was definitely in most aspects, that was harder than the fire. Right. Right. Of course. But, because but, she helped me through the fire. It's not, it's not pal though. It, it's management's restructuring. You're just dealing with like. Right now it is. Yeah. Management's just restructuring. It's over. That's how it is. It's over. And, and I, I feel like she doesn't want anything to do with me now, which is sad, but you know, there's always hope. I'm right here, dude. I'll fucking hey, jerk y'all. That's <laughs> good. That's <laughs> awesome, bro. I'm fucking you gotta just, love, dude. Friends. His hands are so callous. It's gonna feel like a sandpaper jerking, <laughs> yeah. bro. Oh yeah. If you ever want to feel, feel like something, a homeless go, guy jerking. Dude, get y'all. some sandpaper and just jerk that shit, dude. Dude, I want to say this about you because 
because <laughs> I believe this. We had this actually. We slightly visited it the other night, but. Uh, if you read in the Bible, uh, there's a character called Job, and Job was like, man, after God's own heart, he was like, like looked great in God's eyes, and then something about Seth, aka Lucifer, aka fucking Satan, was like wanted to test someone, and God said, test my guy right here, and and Jacob reminded me of Job, and then we talked about this mirror, and it's like because things Jacob has just said is even pre-fire let's say two years a year before this fire oh my gosh don't make me get started there's been like one huge thing happened horrible another thing another thing then fast forward to what like a month before the fire he comes over to our house for the first time it was like three months three months before the fire three months before fire car gets stolen four yeah car gets stolen it was in February and then our other friend's truck gets broken into and finally he finds it right and then like that's going on so now he's like doesn't have a vehicle and like we're all hanging out still we got very close and then this shit happens and it's just like and i was like jacob do you feel like it's like it's like why why is it but it's it's like a job test man i mean he's like job in that sense it's like i feel like with his faith the divine powers are like right well i'm gonna keep testing you and it's not that this is ever going to be over. The test is over because life is always that adventure and that journey and test. But it's like it just seems like he's going through all this shit. And that's how he reminds me of Job. Also, Job had a big dick. He's got a big <coughs> dick. So He's seen it. That's that job. Dick. X-ray vision. X-ray, yeah, I have X-ray vision. All four inches. <laughs> so, But like interesting. people don't know, like within the past year and a half, I've lost my life about four times. I've had to rebuild it back up. Like, I was in ministry for a while. I dated a girl. She was terrible. She lied about me. And so she was a pastor's kid. So, of course, everybody believes her. So I got removed from ministry and kind of humiliated in front of a lot of people. And, and m- people that I called brothers and sisters mm. would, like, look down on me and just, would, like, just rail me to my face. So then I had to rebuild up from that. And that was July 4th of last year. And then after that, on New Year's, when I finally had gotten my, my attitude back to where, hey, okay, life is about ready to turn around, another issue happened where the friends that I had around me all banded together and, like, created this drama between me and this, this other person. And that was hard, too, so it felt like I lost my life again. Mm. And then my car got stolen. That was hard because I had money in that car. My wallet was in that car, so they drained my bank accounts, both of them. And then they, and then they took all the cash in my wallet you know all my gear in there everything damn shout out happy valley yes sir. <laughs> and then after that then the fire so mm. it was like in that moment i was like are you kidding me so like when i def- when i broke up with this girl it was like there was a moment there was a, a few days where i was just sitting there like i don't even want to try anymore this is after we've done all the runs and everything the, the donation money's gone i was like i don't even want to try anymore but then i was like you know what nah fucking Thug walk that shit out, bro. Fucking just thug it out. Be a man. You know, stop whining. Stop complaining. Go do something for once. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. And, Mm. you know, being a man not necessarily isn't meaning shut yourself off from the emotions. But being a man is getting up from whatever life throws at you. Getting up from what knocks you down and keeping on moving forward. Chest out. Head up. Stand up straight and keep moving forward. That's what being a man is. Amen. That's what true masculinity Amen. is. Amen. Omen, son. That's what it is. That's what I, I I believe it's that. Yeah. I agree in the sense that it's it's having the faith and the hope 
yeah. in the trust. Right. Just moving forward. No, I don't think it's a, always about taking action immediately or bl- or blindly taking action, but I do believe it's moving forward, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Oh, you have to, man. Forward, yeah. forward, forward, forward. Um, Gotta go. I, I like, you ever heard the, yeah. the term burn the ships? Yeah. You know about that story, right? I forget the guy's name, but he, he was a Spaniard and he was going down... You in, told me this, in, yeah. Into the, Az- into the Az- like he was going to conquer the Aztecs. And what he told his men was when they landed, he told them to burn the ships because there was no turning back. And it was just forward or nothing. You go Fuck, all or... Dude, yeah. That's so gangster. That, that is like... Right. And what? they did that. They burned like, bur- the ships. back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, burn the fucking ships. He's shit. like, burn the well, ships. Just, can we think about this? But if, what if Shut it doesn't up. work out? Yeah, it's like... No, no fucking, there, there is it, no it, turning it, back. It has already worked out. Oh, but see... That's that's oh, the, the mentality ships, that I, I want. Re- I love that, that mentality. That's the issue. Not to get too great, but that's the fucking <laughs> issue right now. Is like so many people are looking at the ship and looking for the way out, and it's like right. the activism, the revolution, the change, the school of thought to be changed in that perspective. You have to stop looking at the ship. That is your ride back home. That's why I think if I had you stuff, left home. I wouldn't yeah. have done when you anything. Were born. Yeah. If I had things, I wouldn't have done anything. Right. So that moment where I let go of my life as I knew it, that was my moment of burning the ships. There's no turning right. back. In oh, that point yeah. where you were, you, you, were say, you were saying you were laying down and you're like, I don't even want to try anymore. I think that's actually a much more powerful point than you're, gi- you're giving it. Because I think when you give up, when you give up, you release power back to the almighty, to the universe. Because it's not and you trying. It, and it, it, and it, it, it empowers your life again. Right. And so what you had that moment of giving up, you probably had it just like, I, I'm not even going to do anything. Probably whatever, whether it was for five minutes or five days, I don't know. But as, as soon as you did that, then you were probably re-energized because uh. God, whatever universal Fuck. source was like, finally, you get, you're giving it back to me. Let me re- reorganize some things. Dude, that's that's profound. Yeah, that's is. really yeah. Yeah, and it's God, just the yeah. power of meditation, but that's the, also the power of retreat. It's the power yeah. of a vacation. It's the power of sitting in a cabin for a week and doing nothing. It's the power of, you know, yeah. not always trying to constantly figure shit out. Because there's taking action with your body, but there's also taking action with, with your, your mind. mind. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I, I'm rest, a philosopher yeah. too, and I could be an overthinker, and I could take way too much. And then once you release, that's why I meditate. Is I have to release. Yeah. And I think there's it's there's something profound about that too. And it, there, you had that moment when you were driving too in the fires. You gave up. You you died inside. Yeah. And I was like, dude. You, and that's right. the same thing. Yeah, dude, where you re- awesome. you released that's all of your own control, and then you, by result, you gained all the power. And much more. Yeah. That's God that's fucking, so profound. Because shot is. It's like. It, in yeah. the in the scripture, you can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens, strengthens you. Me, yeah. It's not it's not necessarily yep. it's not necessarily I, got, I, I can do everything. That. It's not I can do it all, yeah. but it's like yeah. oh I can do it because He can do it right. in me. Yep, that's the thing. How does it feel to have God shoot His semen right, <laughs> oh, right, right so into bad. your oh, life? I am not laughing face. at that. I am not. God, he's sitting over there. You're gonna have a heart attack right now. You're gonna have a. You're gonna die. You got fucking. You're gonna die. Oh, that is Let's so go bad. deliver some fucking spam, bitches. Yes. That is so bad. Oh, my goodness. That's not bad. That's the best thing ever. Oh, my all goodness. Day. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. All right. Here's the, here's the deal. It was fun, though. Here's Dude, the deal. Well, it, and like, I relate to that because the points in my life where I I felt the best were, were after points I had given up. Like, 
And the giving up wasn't, I wanted to kill myself. Because I think that's killing yourself is the ultimate not giving up. It's the ultimate, I want to take full control. Mm-hmm. But giving up, I like would be in points of extreme pain and giving up trying, giving up trying to figure out these questions. Why me? Why am I suffering? And I want to do something about it. Just giving up and accepting that you're going to die, that maybe it just, it just sucks. Mm -hmm. And what it's like this whole, once you accept that shit sucks. And sometimes I just, I just can't do it and I just can't figure it out. And it's just, I'm going to die and that's it. Then you accept that state that is a low state of energy. And as in that acceptance, you bump up to a new level of energy. And it's, it's so amazing. You bump up to the, like you just, you immediately start raising your vibration because you aren't fighting the state that you're in. You're not avoiding the pain. I think there's the most pain and suffering in life comes from avoiding pain. That's true. That's, That's true. why we drink. Because you're kratom. so scared. That's to, why to... we drink alcohol. Hey, all right, don't 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 bring uh, the yeah, kratom into this. Because that's why it makes my dick big. That's why. Oh, really? <laughs> Fucking give me some more. <laughs> Bottoms up, bitches. It does. It actually. That's why we watch like, the yeah. social media and yeah. drown ourselves out. Like that's why I take a million supplements. Like because I. I'm avoiding like fish semen. Yeah. yeah fish, oh, I love fish semen. Well, that's dude, just he, he was holding me down and like squirting it on my lips, and he's like, lick it off your lips. And I was like, dude, dude he made I you- wish I did that. That's making me hard. Ocean, <laughs> you got ocean semen, bro. I did, but I, I was I used to dive and everything, so I, I did that before. So, like, you know, okay, so you had, salty. you went, dude, you went through like multiple heroes' journeys already in like the past two months, which is incredible. Because in, in the hero's journey, the point in which you give up, is the it's the abyss it's when the hero hits the hardest part of the journey yeah. where they are faced between life and death and it's only their kind of will and faith and uh, destiny that keeps them alive really so at the end of the hero's journey you learn something that you have to bring back and, t- and teach everybody so what is it? What what have you learned? Oh, dude, put him on a what have you learned? Learn, what have you learned through all of the four years? But also uh, reflecting off of what's what's happened and, and you be you saving people, helping people, witnessing people die, being tested. I'm not a huge fan of thinking that life is about learning lessons. I don't really think that, yeah. but I think we attract lessons to learn because we want to learn because we want to understand. So what is what have you learned? When what do you want to share with the world? Oh man, my my definitely the thing that that has been rotating around in my head so often is to surround yourself with quality people because those because I mean even the first week of the fire I was surrounded by certain people that were not what I needed in that moment. Mm. And they were bringing the crew down. They were bringing people down. It was creating strife. You need to surround yourself with quality people. That's one of the main ones. And then the and other... What are quality people? Quality people are people that are selfless. Mm. Selfless people. Interesting. Because there are so many people out there that are so consumed and just... They're just so enamored by their, their, their themselves, what they can do, what they own, what they're worth. Right. That, that it, 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 it downgrades their perspective of other people. 